Good morning, even though it might not be morning when you're listening to this. Uh, my name is Larry Morse, and I'm the financial shaman. Typically, I don't do these in the mornings, so this is going to be new. Not new, new to you, new to me. Different energy. Um, oh, is that a trail? Very cool. Morning. Um, so what we do on this recording, the podcast, episode, whatever, program, is talk about money, but more than just the the surface. You know, you're never going to hear me talk about freaking strategy, buy low, sell high, (laughs) get into this stock or whatever. That's not the point of this point is to unblock your natural flow of abundance by letting go of all the things that are blocking it typically belief systems ideas and structures and I'm walking uphill I just saw a trail I've never seen before I know it says private property I'm not the only one on the trail so we'll see what happens um What I like to do is go for a walk and pretend that you're here with me and I'm doing most of the talking um, about finances. So, something struck me just now and it's been building. This might be my dissertation, my deep, deepest understanding so far. It's been building. I had to pull a lot of it out of the darkness. I was in a dark place last week. And I learned a lot from it. And something else you need to understand. I don't expect... I don't expect you to... Agree with everything I have to say. Um, I don't expect you to take everything I have to say. uh, As truth. You have to find it out for yourself. I'm leaving breadcrumbs for you, not to follow my path, but to create your own. And um, so we have a tendency nowadays to violently attack things we don't agree with. No one ever said we had to agree on everything. Oh, look at this gorgeous view. Wow, I've been here a week and I never knew this trail existed. Fascinating. Okay. Um, So, where was I? (laughs) The deepest understanding, my dissertation. Okay, so what I pulled out of the darkness is this. Well, let me go back to the surface. And then I'll go deeper. The surface is... Money is a drug. It's a drug that many of us are addicted to. And you can tell because when you have it, you feel high. You feel invincible. You feel unstoppable. You feel blessed. You feel, well, high. And happy. And euphoric, even. And when... You don't have it, you go through withdrawals when you're broke or temporarily out of money. I don't like to use the word broke because it implies that you're broken, which is completely untrue. You're temporarily out. And so when you're temporarily out of money, the world is an evil place. Money is evil, terrible. You're angry, you're frustrated, you're cut off, you're disconnected. How's it going? Morning, morning. You're disconnected and then you're you're suffering. You're in fear, in scarcity, in lack. You even have an anxiety about tomorrow, what's going to happen next. You're thrust into a hostile universe. I'm above a freeway, so 
I did not know this was happening, otherwise I might not have taken this trail. Um, you're about, you're, uh, you're going through withdrawals, you know, and then all these terrible, you hate people who have it, and you hate having to ask for it, you hate having to struggle for it when you're temporarily out of money. That's the roller coaster of emotion that goes along with money. That's why I call it a drug. Because here's the thing. If you detach from the drug and just saw that there's natural cycles that go along with money, just like there is with everything. Nature. Seasons. Summer and winter. Fall and spring. Waves in and out. Breath in and out. Right? A cycle. Everything's a cycle. And so, even the, even you watch the market, everything's a cycle. Ups and downs. So, when we have a cycle in our personal life, we for some reason think it's going to last forever. Even though it's like breathing. This is what I have in my course. That's coming. How to get off of this addiction. So... The first thing you have to recognize is that it is an addiction. But let's let's start to go further. What if you're not really addicted to money? Yes, the feeling brings you like when you have it that those feelings come of euphoria and you feel invincible. Why though? This is the next layer we must dig through. What if we've attached this idea of having money to God's love? Follow me on this. The only, this is where I found in my darkness, the only belief that my parents agreed on when it came to money. My parents were divorced when I was one. I never actually saw them together that obviously I can remember. So they were always at odds with each other. But the only belief that they commonly shared was that, when it comes to money, was that the affluent are God's chosen people. And money is how God shows his love, or her love, or its love. Meaning that if you did it, of course they never said this out loud. It was subtle, because that's how most beliefs are implanted in us. Subtle and vague, so yet you have to, so it takes over in your mind. So... They both bowed down to rich people as if they were blessed by God. Which means they believed that that's how God, universe, soul, source, whatever, shows its appreciation and love. It's with money. Now, obviously, as you say it out loud, it sounds stupid. But I know I wasn't the only one to think this way. Because I also revered rich people. I mean, you can't get into the world of finance without looking to Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, Robert Kiyosaki and Trump and Napoleon Hill and all the rich, you know, Edison, Rockefeller, how far ever you want to go back. Rockefeller is basically like the God among men that people are still chasing today. Because, of course, you can't compare. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Um, my point is... They all wanted what he had. They all want... What... They want that blessing from God. 
They want that power, right? And so we do it in our own life where we think that people who have money have something figured out, that they're smarter than us, better than us. They have a gift. It's just like a guy who's really good with girls or, or vice versa. You're like, man, what, what the hell? You got something figured out, I don't. And so you look to blame yourself and look to put yourself down. And you wonder why you weren't blessed with those abilities. Maybe you're just, or like in school when someone's just really good at math. And you're not, and you're like, why am I, why can't I figure this out? Why am I dumb? Start blaming yourself. Looking at yourself as a problem. And then you put a wedge between you and your own gifts and abilities. And if you forget that God, the universe, soul, or source gave you your own unique talents. And not, not everybody is going to be good at math. Not everybody is going to be good at money. But everybody can be good at their natural talent. Their gift. Their purpose. Anyway. Not really on a tangent, but let me swing it back. Point is, that this isn't a trail I was on. It is a road to a water tower. <laughs> Beautiful view, though. Point is that we have tied or anchored the idea of approval and appreciation from other people and from God, source, soul, itself to money. Here's what I mean. When you have money, you feel invincible because you feel the universe is on your side or at the very least, you feel momentum is on your side. You feel like you're doing everything right and that you can't do anything wrong. You feel that you've created value for the world in some way and that everyone loves you for because they handed over their money to you. So you feel appreciation and approval. This comes from our domestication. When we come into this world, we are domesticated. What that means is our parents or whoever raised us, and even school does it as well because they don't know any better, they domesticated us just like you would an animal. Meaning, if you poop on the carpet, we're going to rub your nose and spank you in it. Just wait, spank you in it? Spank you. So if you do something that we deem as wrong, we're going to punish you. If you do something that we deem as right, we're going to give you a treat. So this is how a child learns right or wrong, even though it may not be right or wrong, it might be what the parents had domesticated into them or society had domesticated into them. I'll give you an example. I was around some friends recently. Actually, this wasn't recently. This was about two years ago. And I'll never forget this. Where they had just made a thousand different rules for this child for absolutely no fucking reason besides control. And I got to see one of those rules and I just cocked my head and looked at everybody like they were fucking insane. She couldn't, she's probably 13. And and she's a good kid, you know, very smart, very kind, loving, compassionate. And she was sitting on the arm of the couch. And all of a sudden, the dad, who's a very dear friend of mine, barked at her. Don't sit on the couch. Don't sit on the armrest. You know the rules. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, there wasn't a real punishment, but it was a chastising in front of a guest. An embarrassment. And for what? What purpose could they possibly have? They don't want the armrest to smell like ass? This is what happens. We don't even know it. We can't even see it because we're so entrenched in it. And this is what's happened to you. Do not go around thinking you don't have beliefs implanted in you by society or your parents just like everyone else. 
That's a mistake to think that you don't. You are doing something today, right now, based on a past belief that you inherited. Guaranteed. It's up to you to find out what it is and why it's there and why you agreed with it. Most of the time, people don't even know what they're doing. It's unconscious. So this is what happens in domestication. We fear punishment. We fear being bad. We fear making mistakes. That's from school. Who in the hell never tried, never, never made a mistake? What was that quote from Einstein? Somebody who's never made a mistake never tried anything new. And why do we chastise mistakes? That's how people learn. Exactly how people learn, and yet we, may, we, we expect them to be perfect right off the bat. We know that kids are going to fall down when they're learning to walk. They're going to fall down and scrape their knees when they're learning to ride a bike. It happens. So why is it that when they're getting news to life, we chastise them for falling down, for testing their boundaries? Hello again. Why do we expect perfection? Because we expect it from ourselves because that was domesticated into us. And this stops us from trying anything new. We don't want to make a mistake. We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to be punished. And we're seeking approval constantly. We are constantly seeking approval. That's the drug. The drug is not money. The drug is approval. And we think money is approval from the universe. I was chasing God's approval my whole life. That's what really put me down last week. It really fucked me up to realize that. That my father, unbeknownst to him, because he was probably domesticated into him as well, told me that the universe was a hostile place and that I had a judge in the sky constantly looking at me and making sure I did everything correct. And that the way I knew I was doing everything correct was to have money. That's how God showed his love with riches, treasure, That's what the drug is. Approval is the drug. Think about it this way. Rejection. No one likes it. Why? Is it okay for people not to like you? Why does that fucking matter? Who cares what they perceive of you? It only matters what you think of you. You could remind them of an ex-lover that they hate. And they're bringing that shit on to you. They could be having a bad day. Or several. And yet, if someone says, I don't like you, we get upset. Why? Because approval has been domesticated into us. Appreciation. Approval. And uh, there was a third one and just left my brain. That's okay. We'll just keep it with two. Appreciation, approval. Oh, well, that's how we see love. 
That's what I meant. The third one is love. As if people need to agree with us to love us. As if we need to know someone to love them. Never really know anybody. Not fully. That's it. 20 minutes. My whole life, I thought there was a, a judge in the sky. And that anytime I didn't have money, he disapproved of what I was doing. And I'm saying he because that's what was given to me. And I'm still learning to let go of it. The most fundamental lesson I ever learned happened when I disconnected from nature, not nature, disconnected from life and went into nature. The most fundamental lesson was, do you live in a hostile universe or a loving and supporting one? And I still learn that lesson to this day because the more I lean in the believing in a loving universe, the more I see how the hostile one has taken root in my mind. The more I doubt myself, the more I care about rejection and care about other people's opinion. I mean, think, think about this. Think about this for a second. What if you knew that the universe that creates all reality, created you, that is you, that you have inside of you, what if it had your back all of the time? What if it lovingly supported you every minute of every day? What if you could do no wrong? What if you could go in the direction of your inspiration knowing you could never fail? Not really. What would we like to live a life without fear? all of fear's fractures. Morning. Morning again. What if you could live a life completely devoid of lack? What would that be like? And not lack of things and stuff. Lack of self-confidence. Lack of self-worth. Lack of self-trust. Lack of self-acceptance. Lack of acceptance of all that is. What what, What would life be like if you didn't need anyone's approval, including God's, because you knew you always had it. What direction would you go in? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew that everything would line up perfectly for you, what would you do? Here's the better question. 
What are you afraid of when going into that dream? Let's say when I said, what could you do? What would you do if you weren't afraid to fail or you you couldn't fail? And you said, I want to help kids. I want to help stop the domestication. Or unravel it or have them unlearn it. And I said, okay. So go ahead and head toward that goal today, right now. What's the fear that stops you? Well, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Or it might be, um, well, I've, I've got so much other shit going on. I don't have time. You don't have time to help the world. Hmm. You don't have time to follow your inspiration. You don't have time to birth this new reality that's clearly coming through you for a reason. One of the best things about COVID is everything's falling apart. The things that don't matter. You see, what I believe is the universe is so unconditionally loving and you are so worthy of that love that it will let you live the life that you don't want to live. That's how loving it is. That if you want to go that you want to go into the direction of things that you don't were not put on this planet here to do, it'll let you. That if you've got to learn what you've got to learn while dying, it will let you. Or the next life. That if you come here and you're like, and you're like, well, I really want to do this thing. I really want to become a baker. But I'm going to go ahead and You know, there's good money in working for the fucking railroad. And I have kids and I have a family. Even though I want that thing and that's what my heart's calling me to do. I've got a family to feed. And even though I don't see the hypocrisy of telling my children to go after their heart's calling when I'm not... It'll let you do that. It loves you so much. It'll let you believe that you're not worthy. It'll let you believe in fear. It'll let you be self-serving instead of humanity-serving. That's how much it loves you. It'll let you do whatever you want to do, even if you want to become... pimp or you know um, a child molester or um, a murderer it'll let you do that it'll let you experience anything that you want to experience that's how much you're loved but do not believe for a second That if you wanted to experience following your highest calling, it wouldn't support you in that. That is bullshit.
That is fear. Saying that, yeah, everybody else is worthy to live the life that they want, that they came in here to learn, that they are making for themselves, creating through beliefs. But you, nope, not you. You're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to live this shitty life that I don't really care about. You don't even know how loved you really are. <clears throat> You're so loved that you can imagine and live in a hostile universe. You can basically tell the universe that even though you're unconditionally loving, I'm going to place on you an overlay or an imagined version of you that says you're hostile to me. Even though it's been doing nothing but loving and supporting you your entire life, making sure that you're fed, you have air and water and shelter your entire life, I'm still going to pretend that you're the bad parent. That is constantly giving me conditional love. The conditional love is if I get out of line, I'm punished. And if I'm doing right, I have money. And it'll let you believe that. And it'll even mirror that back to you using law of attraction, because that's how the universe works. Law of attraction is the mirror. If you are living the reality that if you do something that your internal judge, because it's not God, it's your internal judge, that you've put in your mind the self-critic that comes from domestication, if you put that in your mind, you'll see it. Every time you do something and you start to beat yourself up, you start to talk about, why did I make that mistake? I'm so stupid, blah, 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 blah. Shouldn't have done that. Why did I say that? All of that stuff. then you punish yourself. It's not God punishing you, you're punishing yourself. And then you think you deserve punishment. So you probably block anything good that's coming to you, saying, nope, I don't deserve that because I need to punish myself. I don't deserve that. I make, I make too many mistakes. I don't deserve it. Keep it away from me. I don't want the money. I don't want the constant abundance that's flowing to me. Because I don't deserve it. You're now the judge that you are projecting onto God. That you are a pawn in the game when you are actually the board. and the pieces, and the player. But you're loved so much you can pretend you're the pawn. You can play that game if you want to. See, this is really all about deserving and unworthiness. You've created a God in your mind and said to that God, you are unworthy. And the infinite loving actual universe says, okay, if you wanna, if you wanna play that game, go right ahead. 
I love you so much. I'm not going to stop you. But you're doing it. No one else. You know how I know? Because as soon as you change that belief, everything will change. As soon as you stop and go, the universe is loving and supporting me all the time. I am going to go confidently in the direction of my dream. I am going to think, what could I do if I knew I couldn't fail? I'm going to go that way. And I'm going to be abundant and receiving everything that's coming to me. I'm going to radically accept and I'm going to allow all things into my life. see, when we come in to, to earth, we are naturally curious and we are always testing our environment. see that with toddlers who always put things in their mouth and are touching everything. And what we don't see, because it was done to us, we can't even see it, is that we imagine God as our parents because we are in a vacuum. We don't know any better. It's basically our siblings and parents, but mostly our parents. parent becomes God to us and we agree with everything that is said even if it's not true because we want to love our parents to be good kids. We want to be good. And so we think that doing what our parents tell us to do is what's going to make us good. Because they are God. And what we don't see is that they are human. When we're children, they are God to us. They give us food and shelter and love and approval. And punishment. And it's not to blame them. Because they were done, that was done to them. They just passed that shit down because of unconsciousness. Sometimes, well, a lot of the time, they'll become aware of the things that they hated, that their parents did to them, and they won't do it to their kids. 
but then there'll be still things that leak into it. What's that stupid line? You're gonna act like a child, I'm gonna treat you like a child. They're a fucking child! What else would you treat them like? An adult? You expect children to act like adults? That's what was expected of me. I had to grow up real fast. Because of that, I don't even know how to play anymore. I'm learning. It's fun. I play cards with my friends and online now, of course, and swing a golf club every once in a while. I really want to get into archery because I, well, I liked it as a kid when I went to summer camp. Anyway, point being. <clears throat> Mother is the name for God on the lips and hearts of all children. <sighs> so, when you feel the high that money brings, I want you to notice that you feel approval as well. The universe approves of what you're doing, otherwise you wouldn't have money. And when you feel the low, fear, the scarcity, the survival mode, I want you to also feel that God doesn't love you. It's untrue, of course, but notice that it's there. That's what you're saying. I'm unworthy of God's love. Nothing can ever stop your worthiness but you and your beliefs in it. You want to understand how to build self-worth? It's simple. Every time you feel unworthy, undeserving, low, you see that it's not true. Start by speaking it out loud. I'm afraid everything's going to fall apart because I am unworthy of what I have. I'm afraid I won't. And then you see that as bullshit. That's dumb. Uh, I'm afraid that if I go toward my heart's calling, that I will fail, that I will make mistakes, that I will go broke. As I say that, I laugh, not only because it's not true, but because of the opposite. So you're not going to go toward the direction of your calling and stay in the thing that you don't like doing because you have money with it? You have surety? I don't think that's a word. You have, you have, it's a known you're going to stay doing the thing you don't like. Because it's a paycheck. You don't like doing it. If you're lucky. If you're unlucky, you might actually like it. And then that'll stop you from going into something that's unknown. I like certain parts of what I do. Not all of it. It's just, for me, being in the financial world, you know, I like it when I'm able to give people the results that they came for. But I'll tell you what, when I got an email this morning, I got someone the results that they wanted and they were unhappy. And that shit bugs the crap out of me. Which is why this channel and everything I do exists. Because it's like, look. It's got nothing to do with me. And I understand that. However, 
I feel, and this is a belief that I am working on, that I can't have these deeper conversations, especially when this shit goes on. But now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm going to. <clears throat> like the client that's upset that <laughs> we fixed all of her credit. All the negatives are gone, but her score didn't go up. I'm like, first of all, give it time. Second of all, the scores depend on a number of different factors. But that's all mental. Now I'm going to go and say, like, what exactly are you afraid of here? You hired us to do this job. We did the job. Fully well knowing, because we always say, your score is not included in this job. And yet... All the negatives are gone. And you're still mad? Like, what are you afraid of? What's, where's this coming from? Probably, if I had to guess, it's some fear that they're not going to be able to buy a house or something. But now that everything's gone, there's nothing stopping it. The score isn't as dependent as the report. Anyway, I'm getting into mental stuff, strategy stuff. My point is, I need to lead by example and not worry so much about other people's approval. And now I need to begin having these conversations with my clients. It starts with me. Like my why, my purpose is clear to me, more clear than it's ever been. It's to build self-worth through money because money is what people think that they want really what they want is peace and confidence in themselves and in their dreams they want to be told everything I'm telling you the universe will always have your back that it's gonna give to you everything that you want. No, sorry, scratch that. Everything that you need. It's always been there giving you everything that you need. It will always give you everything that you need, especially when you go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Your needs will always be taken care of. Your wants are a projection. Most people don't even know what they want. They just know what they don't want. It's like, they don't want to be broke. They don't want to run out of money. The number one fear of growing old is running out of money during retirement. The number one fear. That's what I'm up against every day. The number one fear of growing old. Not losing your memory. Not dying before your friends or your friends dying. Not... Uh, having your family put you in a home. Running out of money is what they're afraid of. <laughs> so why? Yeah, so this is why I need to start talking to my, friend, my clients about it. And not be worried about their approval. Not be worried about their approval. Like I have some of these conversations, but not nearly as much. It's time to change that. It's time to be like, look, what, what exactly are you worried about here? What exactly is the fear? Let's address it head on. Anyway, this is my dissertation. This is my thesis, is that the money feels like a drug because approval feels like a drug. I mean, think about it when you're 
in front of the class and everybody's clapping or you're around your friends and they all show their love and graduation or you're getting an award for something. Think about that high. That's approval, appreciation, achievement. That's the high. I think about when they all boo you. They all laugh and ridicule you. Feel that low. It's the lack of approval. Both are dependent on other people. Because we looked to others in the beginning for those feelings. Parents. Or siblings. The way off of that roller coaster is to understand that you are always 100% completely unconditionally loved by God forever. And there is nothing you can do to stop that. you do what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail what would you do if you knew 100% that all of reality was conspiring to help you get to your highest calling the world needs it whatever that thing is the world is begging for it and you're the only one to do it and every minute you waste thinking that you're not worthy is a minute that's we are deprived of that thing Go confidently in the direction of your dream. Knowing that all your needs will be taken care of. And I will be there to love and support you and hold that space for you. Always. Because we are different waves on the same ocean. Different parts of the same whole. Good journey, my friends.